0: Discipline doesn't mean perfection, because Mm. I think that needs to be said. Discipline means, hey, even if I fall off, I still know what the goal is and I will try again. So if you miss two days of your workouts, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and you wait a ton. Does that mean that all the work that you've done doesn't matter? Or does it mean that I'm taking a brief pause to live, enjoy life right now? And then I go back to what I have to do. Discipline just means I show up again. I get up again. I do it again. It doesn't matter if it takes you a month to get back on, a day, a week, an hour. Just show up for you. Show up for you.
1: We are back with another episode of Grow Theory Podcast. I have a treat for you today. My friend, my life coach, Jordy is amazing. Jordy is a certified spiritual life coach focusing on life transitions. Her passion is helping those who are going through life-changing events such as divorce, career changes, grief, and those in the LGBTQ plus community. Her mission is to walk her clients through the process of rediscovering themselves and helping them to show up authentically, which she's amazing at by the way. <laughs> She does this by empowering you to speak your truth, helping you overcome blocks, fears, and limiting beliefs, as well as walking the journey with you as you discover who you are. So guys, welcome my friend, Jordi. Hello. Welcome, Jordi.
0: I'm so excited <laughs> that you're here today. I'm excited to be here. I mean, this is awesome because you've actually worked with me, so we get to just I know. share. I I know. So the podcast
1: is called growth theory, and you have seen me grow a lot just as a friend and also working with me, but I wanted you to kind of talk about your growth journey and what that looked like for our audience and people who don't know your story.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a journey to say the least. Um, I, where do I even start? So I was 21 years old. I'm living in Texas. At this point, I'm married in an unhealthy relationship with someone who was very toxic for me. So at 26 years old, I finally had enough, five and a half years. And it took a lot for me to get there, including my mom's permission. But I finally said, I'm done. And walking away from that relationship was really the turning point for me to start realizing that I had not been happy for a long time. I hadn't been happy in my career. I hadn't been happy in my relationship. I was not happy with myself. I didn't really love me. Um, And that was the first of a series of choices that led me to where we are today. So it just got really loud and I couldn't ignore it anymore. And then fast forward to now, it's been six years and I couldn't be happier. Life is amazing now.
1: I love it so much. So I know that you started out your career path, right? Working in corporate Yes. Um, And then you made the decision to completely pivot into a whole different direction of being your own boss, being a a life coach. Can you walk us through that process? Because I know a lot of people who are listening right now maybe are in that position of working and they they want to follow their part, but it's just so opposite of what they have built up, right? Their image, what they think of life. Maybe people will judge them. How... Did you find that confidence to take that different direction?
0: It was just starting. It started with a need, me feeling unhappy, right? And then that leads to you acknowledging why am I not happy? So we started with therapy a couple of years ago. I thought, you know, my pain is my divorce. My pain is this man, this person. And it turns out it wasn't, it was my childhood and my trauma and everything that led me to get into that relationship in the first place. Mm -hmm. So being in the mortgage industry, you know, it's a very high paced, very masculine industry. And I was a boss. I'm not, I was amazing at it. I loved it. I made a ton of money, but I was not happy. So although I couldn't quit right away, there was a voice inside of me saying, you're meant to do more like who I am and what I came to do is so much bigger than loans and homes. And even though I'm helping people, it didn't feel aligned. So I moved to Florida. That was kind of a huge shift in my life. And moving to Florida, I started meeting some people who opened the door to spirituality. So I had been going to therapy. I had started connecting with myself, working through a lot of the the stuff I had from being a child. Um, But until I found spirituality, meaning finding myself, reconnecting with God, source, universe, me in general, and really acknowledging that like, I can't do this on my own that's really when the momentum started. And then I realized that I had other opportunities. You know, I wanted, I was curious about other things. And I started going first to a spiritual teacher. Then I started going to uh, getting certified as a coach, but I still had a full-time job. So I was becoming a coach, getting certified, taking the classes, making moves in the right direction, but I couldn't just quit my job. That a time. So you can just explore, follow your curiosity, see where it leads you. And then Trust that the path is kind of, it comes up when you're ready. Like it's almost like when the student's ready, the teacher shows up. So that's kind of how it happened for me. I felt like I took one step and something else showed up. I took the next step and something else showed up. And then before I knew it, I was done and I was certified and I was here. And, you know, I'm a coach that believes in what I do. So I hire coaches myself and their guidance and mentorship has led me to be where I am today, which is I get to do this full time. And I love every second of what I do.
1: Yes. I just want to pause for a second because I love how you said you you took the steps while you were still working. I think sometimes in this fast pace, you know, social media world, we think people are I quit my job yesterday and now I'm full time this and you know, it, we can get caught up in the the mm-hmm. lies that are told. And I love how you were like every step brought you closer and and mm-hmm. things started to just lay itself out for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that
1: is such a sign. I think that's such a sign that that was the right thing for you.
0: Yeah. Honestly, the way that it shows up is like breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. You think it's going to be a huge step. Like, oh, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to step into this. But really it's baby steps. Maybe it's waking up earlier. Maybe it's taking up a new thing that you're interested in. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's eating a smaller portion right now. Those choices add up. And then in a year, two years, three years, then you look back and you're like, wow, look at how much I've done. So we all make mistakes. We all get lost. A lot of times you think is going to be this huge change, but change takes time. And and I think that's the biggest misconception, at least for me. That's where I started. Now I'm able to show people the opposite, but that's really the block is we think life is this big moment. It's like you graduate high school, you get married, you get the career. It's bigger than that. You had to go to college to get the career. You had to date somebody before you got married. You had to to find a place to move before you left your parents' house. It didn't just happen like from one day to the next, it took time to build everything that you've accomplished in life.
1: Uh, so true and so good. I mean, that in itself is such a message because I've struggled with that. You know, I, I literally, I'll get an idea and I'm like, all right, where to start? And I've, I've talked with my, my partner and my friends about how I have to learn a little bit more patience in life because it is those little steps. It doesn't mean it's not gonna happen just Mm -hmm. as the breadcrumbs build up or, you know, how they say the snowball effect, it gets bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger. Right. So I love how you found your calling through breadcrumbs and little things laying out for you. What advice would you give to people who maybe are in a place in life where they know it's not a right fit, but maybe it was a dream that was kind of sold Mm -hmm. to them and told by their family, this is good for you, or that's best for you. Or, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who is like, I just don't feel like this is for me, but this is something that they bought into that Mm -hmm. they're supposed to like.
0: Well, that was me at one point. So I I feel the pain. I feel the, the loss and the, almost the grief of like, I'm stuck here. You're really not. It's a lot of times it's asking for help, voicing where you're at, having a good friend, having a therapist, having any kind of support outside of your brain. Because your brain will tell you, you cannot. Your brain only functions on experience. This is what I know to be true. But you have to challenge your reality. Meaning somebody has to show you there can be a possibility of something different. You might believe the sky is blue. I don't remember, don't remember sorry. If you remember the trend of the white and gold versus black and blue dress, Yes. that's the brain. If you see it white and gold, that's all you see. But then someone else's perception might be black and blue. That's really what it is. Sometimes you need to just talk through it. Sometimes even talking to yourself in your journal or out loud or praying, whatever it is that works for you, you find that your thinking is flawed mm-hmm. and that there are other possibilities and there are other things that you can do. So being stuck really is a mindset, meaning you need to work through it. You need to explore the beliefs, see what's there and allow yourself to see the possibility of something other than what your mind is telling you. And then the world opens up. And you don't feel stuck anymore. And then you start taking more and more steps in the right direction.
1: Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. So many gems. I'm going to come back and, and re-listen to this. Um, I think it is so, I think so many people go through limiting beliefs and blocks and, you know, whether that comes from our childhood, you know, I I think I read a quote the other day that was like, you can't go, you don't go through life without scars, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter who, what path they take, somebody is going to have something that affects them and makes them see reality in a way that may not be true. And I remember you told me one time, like, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, who told you that, you know, or why do you believe this to be true? Because, And when you really sit in that, you realize like, I don't know who told me that, or I don't know. And it it always goes back to maybe your childhood or something. And so it's wild to think how many of us, how far we could go, you know, without those limits that are on our minds, whether they were put there when we were younger, but as an adult, you know, it's our job to kind of work through that and see how we can free ourselves from that. So I really love, I really love that advice that you just gave.
0: Well, the truth is we can't do this alone. We Mm -hmm. tend to believe that we have to do it alone. And that's why we get stuck. There's a lot of things that you show up for you. Maybe it's a coworker said something that really resonates with your soul. Or maybe you read a book that really spoke to you. Or maybe you heard a podcast kind of like this one that you felt something within you. These are the things that you have to bring into your reality to challenge your perception because your mind only knows what you've put in. It's like a recording machine. And even if it's not another person, you know, some people are introverted, They get that, but community can even be listening to a podcast that has the community or reading a book of someone else's idea or perception. Like if I want to work on loving myself, for example, Mm -hmm. saturate your environment with that. Watch TED talks, podcasts, books, go to workshops, talk to someone about, Hey, I'm working on loving myself. And little by little, you'll get a little bit more exposure than what you know. And that's how you grow. That's how you keep growing and expanding and moving. Because the moment you stop growing, then what is life about? Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) That is so true.
1: That is so true because especially I'll give an example of of my life. You know, I'm a photographer, right? But there are other things that maybe I want to do in my life. And there is that fear when you have mastered, I mean, quote unquote, but you you haven't mastered anything. There's always more Mm -hmm. to learn. When you get to that place, you're like, I'm really good at this but I now want to try other things. Maybe how does that fit? You know, and there is that fear of having to grow some more or grow again. Right. And it's never a bad thing when you look at it in nature. Like I have a plant behind me and I have plants in my house. I'm never like, Oh God, I got to get a new plant. It's going to grow. Like it's a beautiful thing, but for some reason in our lives, we never see it that way. It's like a mm-hmm. limitation or we look at it as a flaw, like, Oh, I have mm-hmm. to start over, you know, when really in nature, we would, we would praise that, you know, we would think that mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing.
0: Well, what is a flaw is your I- definition of this is flawed. But for some people, let's look at like, uh, something in nature, like a plant, mm-hmm. maybe for me, that's the most beautiful plant in the world. And someone else will see and is like, Ew, I would never have that in my house. What is a flaw? A flaw is what you believe it to be. So anything that you learn, even though, for example, me as a coach, and I wanted to pivot, like right now I'm getting certified in human design. That's a completely different thing. It is aligned, but it's not the same. Does that mean I forget everything that I learned? Does that mean that I'm changing my stripes? It's like a tree. You're just growing another branch and it's going in a different direction. At the core, the roots are the same. The tree is the same. You are the same. The wisdom you pick up along the way just enhances people's experience of you, whether it's in your family group, in your friend group, at your job, even if you're an entrepreneur or not, like it just makes you better. It just makes you a prettier tree. Like, okay, you have a crooked branch, but that's the branch that got you here. So is it really a flaw or is it beautiful? Mm, That is so, okay. Y'all, we're (laughs) in church. I love
1: it. Take notes. That is so beautiful and so true. Yes. And I've been doing a lot of research of like definitions of words recently, just because I I've noticed like, what, what does that even mean? You know, and Mm -hmm. it never is what you think it means when you really look things up. And And I love that question, everything.
0: I love that question, everything for me, granted, I can only speak on my experience and my clients and anything, but that's the beauty of life. Question everything. Even faith is the absence of believing in something you can't see. Mm -hmm. so okay you can't see it but how do you know what is your experience of this thing what is your experience of rain do you like it do you hate it is it cold is it beautiful does it help you sleep does it keep you up at night what is it to you question Mm -hmm. everything like okay rain quote unquote my brain says is bad. is it really Mm -hmm. it helps your plants grow It, it fills up our rivers I mean it depends on really perception is reality and I live and die by that because you can always change your perception. Your point of view determines the life that you live. You know how they say your thoughts create your reality? It's silly, but they really do. It's like the simple things, that's the truth. The thing is, have you ever questioned what's true to you? Because today yellow might be your favorite color. Maybe you haven't seen red before. And out of nowhere comes this new color that blows your mind and maybe you like both. You don't have to be one or the other. Maybe you like orange, the combination of the two. Allow yourself to explore, allow yourself to ask, allow yourself to find things. And I know wherever you're coming from, religion, your upbringing, tradition, family, Black, white, this or that, it's okay to question you because it's your life. You are the main character of your own story. So you kind of get to write and choose where you go. You don't have to just be one thing like, oh, I'm an accountant. That's all I'm ever going to do. Why? Why can't you be an accountant who also dances? Why can't you be an accountant who also writes? Why can't you publish a book and still be an accountant? There's limitations are in the mind. When you come down in your two feet into the real world, there are no limits as long as you're willing to ask, "What is this? What's next? What does this mean for me?" Question everything. Yeah, I love that. And I I was gonna
1: ask you a question, but I feel like you kind of answered it just now. But you know, a lot of people, when they get that idea that they want to do, whether it's a career change, um, asking for a raise, you know, um, completely pivoting to a totally different avenue, whatever that looks like, there's like this excitement right inside Mm -hmm. of us, like the the light was lit and we're like, you know, we get so excited and then reality hits, or I don't want to say reality, but fear hits really. Mm -hmm. And we think, oh no, like, what if that doesn't work out? And we start to scramble and our brain goes crazy. But it's like you said, what what do we see as reality? You know what I mean? And I think it's like feeding the beast. Like, are you going to feed that? Or are you going to feed the flame that was just Mm -hmm. lit in you? You know, like, which one are we going to kind of tap into? Because we do kind of create that reality for us and Mm -hmm. it can be stressful, but- You know, it is important to kind of ground it back to that initial excitement because mm-hmm. that wasn't just given to you for no reason, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, two things came up as you said that the first is when motivation is gone, discipline takes over. Yeah. So it's okay to have that initial spark. That means you're functioning as a human being. Like, oh, this is pretty. I'm excited. How do you continue to show up to work? You have to. How do you continue to show up to the gym? You want to be healthy. How do you continue to Make your bed every morning. Hey, it helps me feel like a functioning adult. You sometimes just have to do it. And all the what ifs and all the fears, you know, this is where you bring in a coach, a therapist, a friend, a family member, and not to toot my own horn, but Tina has experienced the the change that comes when you have somebody who's trained to help you see that. Because a lot of the times these fears, these limiting beliefs, these blocks that come up, like the what if, okay, let's go there. What if you fail? Does the world end? What does failing mean? Did you learn or did you fail? And then what if you don't? Is there a reality where you don't fail? And what does that look like? And then even allowing yourself to question, is this true 100% of the time? And if it's not, can I think of a scenario where someone else did the same thing and didn't fail? It's just asking, talking, questioning, opening it up to change your mind because you can always change your thoughts. It just takes somebody challenging what's in there and the fears, believe me, I live with them. Mm -hmm. All of this, it's terrifying. Do you think it's natural for me to just, hey, let's turn on the camera and talk? This is, you know, obviously over time you develop that confidence and that strength to just do it. This is natural. But even if that's not the case, the first time I turned on the camera or I did a live or I did a story, I was terrified. And I watched it like a hundred times like, oh, this is horrible. I sound like a robot. I don't. People resonate, they see it, it reaches somebody. Sometimes you're holding up someone else's growth because you're afraid to put yourself outside of your comfort. But if you're comfortable, you're not growing. And to me, at least my perception of life is if you're not growing, you're not living. Because even if it's just someone like reading, you know how much you can put in positive things you can put into your mind instead of binge watching Netflix or horror movies or crime shows, which, you know, they're entertaining. There's merit to that. But you can comfortably waste a whole weekend binge watching a series. I don't remember um, the one that was popular right now. The, oh, Squid yeah, Game. Squid Game. <laughs> Everybody's like, what oh, is the best show ever? And then not only do you watch it, you go look at memes and you're reposting and sharing and ha What if you took that approach to your life yeah. and you binge spend time on you on a weekend?
1: Yes. You, you obsess a over day. you.
0: Exactly. Like you are the price here. You are the reason you dedicated the whole weekend to you. Mm. Like I deserve that. And you take yourself out on a date, you get a pedicure, you do your hair, you journal, you maybe go to the pool, you maybe take a bath. I think it's cold in Georgia. So yes. maybe you make yourself some hot cocoa and watch a Christmas movie, but anything that pours back into you, because we're very comfortable pouring back into TV shows. And, and that's great. But that's not helping you grow or move forward and a lot of times you know you need somebody to remind you what's important to you and where are you trying to go in life so
1: yeah so many good <laughs> things in here I wanted to talk about because I'm somebody I always believe that when someone does feel that spark and that passion, the, there is that discipline that comes, that, that is what is going to carry you through. The passion will come here and there. Like I like to work out. That's something that makes me feel grounded, but I'm not excited to go to the gym all the time. But when mm-hmm. I do get it done, when I put that discipline in action, I get it done. I feel so good afterwards, you know? And I do think that discipline is the, it's like 80%, right? God gives you the 20% passion at first, but it's your job to kind of keep showing But I think that everybody who does get that initial passion, if they can really do it, the lives they touch is Mm. wild. And I remember working with you, I didn't really realize, like you helped me realize that I don't just do photos. I don't just take photos, right? I'm touching people's lives. I'm meeting people and just being myself when Mm -hmm. I'm at my best, when I take care of myself, I show up better for these clients. They Mm -hmm. get a better experience. It's like shining a light into their life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think if more people could kind of see that, if you are given an idea, whatever that looks like, whether, like I said, if you want to stay in your job or get a raise or whatever, Whatever the new position that you're going to enter when you go into it with that, I, this is bigger than me mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care of myself, but I also want to reach more people. The, the return on that is insane. It's very mm-hmm. crazy because it's, it is about touching people's life, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, I just had to say that because I think it's so important for people yeah. to realize that you're not just given a gift, big or small, whatever you think it is. Mm -hmm. It is a big deal and you are reaching other people's lives. And so it's important to tap back into that for that discipline. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'll offer discipline doesn't mean perfection Mm -hmm. because I think that needs to be said. Discipline means, hey, even if I fall off, I still know what the goal is and I will try again. So if you miss two days of your workouts, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and you wait a ton. Does that mean that all the work that you've done doesn't matter? Or does it mean that I'm taking a brief pause to live, enjoy life right now, and then I go back to what I have to do. Discipline just means I show up again. I get up again. I do it again. It doesn't matter if it takes you a month to get back on, a day, a week, an hour. Just show up for you. Show up for you. And like Tina said, I mean, I'm a very huge advocate of you are the light, meaning whatever you believe in, everything that you do matters. Like sometimes you are the reason someone woke up today or that someone decided to come to work today, or that, wow, like, you are, you just light up a room, sometimes your smile, your jokes, your laughter, even, like, your absence is felt, so why do you think if your absence is felt, when you show up, it doesn't, people don't feel that, like, what you do matters, even if you're selling brownies in the cafeteria of a job, you're the reason I got a brownie today, because if you didn't get up, I would have probably had no dessert, so, those little things can make someone's day. Like don't ever downplay who you are and what you do. Like it doesn't matter because we all matter. Like she said, we're part of something bigger. It's even though you don't realize it, we're all connected in a beautiful way, which is we're all human. And we know that much.
1: Yes. Ah, I love that. One thing that I really admire about Jordy is the way that she has conducted her business from the start. You move with such... Um, intention. And I feel like a lot of modern day entrepreneurs, right. We're told what's new, what's, what needs to be done, how many times to post, how, how to show up. And, you know, there's all these blueprints, right. But what I admire about you is you don't really, uh, care in a way you kind of do what you do and Mm -hmm. it has worked for you. So I wanted you to kind of talk about that on here, because I know a lot of people are, going crazy, um, trying to show up, trying to do everything the way that they see other people doing it. And then when they get tired, they just tap out all the way. And it's like, how does one find that balance and the confidence to just be themselves and show up when they want to and let their, authentic, or their authenticity be the, just that? Like it's, it's them, that they don't feel like they're being pulled, you know what I'm saying? So I'll let you speak on that.
0: Well, that's a loaded question. I know. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so the first part of that is my people respond to me, meaning if I'm not happy and I'm just posting to post, is that really going to resonate with people? Absolutely not. If I go on a live because I have to do it, people are going to be like, oh, here she goes again. But if I just turn on the camera when I'm lit up and I just had a workshop with 45 people, I'm like, oh, I love this. People feel that energy, they feel the genuineness of my emotion, even if I'm crying and I just had a crappy day and I'm like, guys, I'm sending love to you because I'm having a rough day. That's what really connects people. So I can sit here and use a blueprint and worry about the money. You know, if you're doing what you love, the money follows. There is this belief with entrepreneurs that you leave your full time job and then you work. Two full-time jobs because entrepreneurs tend to do eight hours in the office and then eight hours after at home. And then when you quit, you maintain that pace of 16-hour days. I don't want that life. The whole goal of doing this is freedom, freedom to enjoy my life, to be with the people I love, to be myself. And sometimes myself, I don't always want to be on camera. And that's okay. Why should you expect me every single Monday? Yeah, I can commit to it, but if I jump on a Monday and say, okay, guys, not today. People are not going to stop following me. They're not going to stop showing up. They're not going to say, oh, I don't like her. It doesn't mean that I'm not consistent. I always show up. That's the beauty of discipline. I will always show up. I will always come back. It might not be on a schedule, but what are schedules anyways? You're trained to go to work. They literally prime you from school to the nine to five to retirement. Millennials, our generation, we don't do that. You know, it hasn't been one job, it's been multiple jobs that you quit because they infringe upon your your core values. One of my core values is ease and flow. If I'm working 14-hour days, that's not easy. I'm not flowing. I'm not happy. I burn out. I get stressed. I get cranky. And then I'm a shell of who I am. And people don't get to see the beauty of who I am, the good, the bad, the ugly. They just see, oh, wow, she's bitter. She came to work today, but you know, you don't know what they've been through. They've been working 14 hour days. Like that's the, for me, where authenticity comes in. Mm. If I'm preaching ease and flow and space and freedom and living your life from a place of what feels good, I need to show you that I can't sit here and do what everybody else is doing when they're selling the lifestyle that they're probably going to bed at 2am, putting something together so you can see it on a Monday. If I give it to you on Tuesday, it's still going to have as much value and it's going to mean more because it shows I'm living up to my values and I'm teaching you how to do that for yourself. Yes. Uh,
1: I had to take a note because you said something that is so powerful and I, I had it in a question, but I, I don't care about it anymore. But <laughs> when it comes to understanding your core values, I tell this all the time to my clients when I'm helping them with branding. It's like, what is your why? What is the mission behind it? It's not just you baking cookies and Mm -hmm. brownies or taking pictures or uh, being a life coach or whatever that looks like. It's, It's your core values. And I think what you just said, it's so important for people who are even interested in shifting their life to sit and realize what that even looks like for them,
0: exactly.
1: because I think a lot of people will just like dive into something because they see someone else doing it and then ex- what, what they see someone else doing inspires them, but they don't realize that inspiration is because they know their core values. They mm. spent time to understand they did the work, right? They did the work. On getting themselves good, so that they could practice what they're preaching. And I think sometimes, as new entrepreneurs, people fall short because they think, "Well, if they can do it, I can do it, or I can copy this." And it uh-huh. it doesn't translate right. And you said something earlier too: "My people will be for me uh-huh. because your values match their values." So, if, yeah, if I can
0: offer off something on that, is this is the I said this on another podcast, I believe, but it's someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. Just because pain looks good on somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't mean pain looks good on you. And I will give you an example on that. For example, I grew up at home with my parents. They're amazing people, but their trauma was passed down to their children because you only teach your kids what you know, right? So Mm -hmm. things like me not loving myself nowadays or struggling with that, that's because at some level, my mom and dad had the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I took on their beliefs, their dreams, their hopes, All of that fell on me. Because when I was married, they wanted grandbabies. Mm -hmm. I wanted freedom. I wanted out. I was like, I am not happy. This is toxic. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I have to have a baby. That's not my dream. I mean, I will if I'm meant to. But it's not my dream. My dream really was, I want to laugh. I want to dance. I want to go through life and hang out with my friends because I can. And have the freedom to sleep in today. And then maybe tomorrow I'm excited and I wake up at 6 a.m. You have to decide or define rather. What is your dream? Because maybe your dream, maybe you do have the energy to work 12 hour days. That's okay. But maybe you prefer to have weekends off Mm. or maybe you prefer to work from home or maybe you prefer as little interaction as possible or maybe you like to paint and that's you do that as a a stress reliever, but it can turn into a business. Like you have to define at a core level, what makes me happy? Mm. Who am I? How do I want to live? Because when you get to your deathbed, you don't really talk about, oh, I gave 35 years to this job. Awesome. You work for money. Money affords you the lifestyle you want. So what is that lifestyle? Yeah. If money was not in the question or a job was not in the, in the definition, what is your dream lifestyle? Do you want to travel? Do you like children? Do you, what do you like? Who are you? Ask those questions. Who am I to me? Who am I to others? How do I want to be perceived? How do I want, how do I want to be? Like for me, my core values are simple. One of them is ease and flow. I love peace. I like no stress. I like to speak my truth, be authentic because for a long time I was wearing a mask and the mask is, I was a chameleon for everybody. Hey, you want somebody to cheer you up? Let me make you happy. Like a little clown or, oh my God, you're having a bad day at work. Let me stop my whole day. And focus oh. on you. Mm-hmm. no. What about me? Who does that for me? No one. So you do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out your core values. And then from there, what is your dream? Because trying to fit into somebody else's dream is never going to fit perfectly. It's never going to be a size eight fits all because it just doesn't. Maybe you're a size five. Maybe you're a 10. Maybe you're a 12. The shoe won't always fit unless it's yours. Mm -hmm. Oh, so many
1: good things. (laughs) I, I love what you said about like, ask yourself, what do you like? and all these questions, because when I worked with you, I did, I didn't know a lot of what I liked when you were It was like, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I work, you know, but that does come from childhood traumas, maybe or different, not. And even if it wasn't your childhood life in general is so fast paced that we don't mm-hmm. ever get a chance to just what do you like? You know what I mean? You wake up, you go to work, you, Mm -hmm. you handle the kids. If you have them, you're talking to parents, if they need you, you know, there's people pulling at you in all directions. Mm -hmm. And by the time it's time for bed, most people just turn on the TV or scroll through Mm -hmm. social media before they go to bed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so taking that time, I never used to journal before I worked with you. Right. Mm -hmm. But now I journal you know, here and there, I could get better at it. I could do it more, but I'm glad that I started adding that into my life because so much comes up that you don't realize, like I'm an extrovert, but Tina, at the end of the day, I don't want to hang out with people. Like I like coming home and chilling out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it's on the calendar, I'm down, I'm ready to go, but I'm not as extroverted as I thought I was. Right. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize these things about you. Like, was that performance? Was that what I did when I was Mm -hmm. younger? And so taking that time to really know what, what do I like? What do I value? I do this for other people. Do I do it to myself? You know, because we can't pull on other people. We won't ever be happy. But one thing I wanted to touch on was for me, finding the answers to that was scary Because I knew my life may change, you know, and that I think a lot of people find fear in. It's like, well, if I'm not this role that people see me as, right? What does that look like for my relationships? Am I going to still have the same friends? Like, you know, I mean, maybe I'm going to be setting up more boundaries with family, and how are Mm -hmm. they going to see that? And it's very, it's stressful. So, as a life coach, (laughs) <laughs> what advice would you give to people who are are struggling or maybe they just heard what I said and they're like dang she just put into words what I didn't even what think about feel. yeah well,
0: this is where talk about it mm-hmm. two things came up as you said that the first one is the definition of trauma because trauma is not just ooh i was molested as a child or my parents used to beat me or we had no money that mm-hmm. is trauma but that's not the only definition sometimes mm-hmm. trauma is a teacher telling you oh, I didn't expect you to pass. Then making you feel like, oh, you're not good enough to pass this test. Mm. And that belief is in there. Or somebody telling you, we don't have money for that today. Mm. Or somebody telling you, "Mm, you're not small enough to wear that. Or you should try a bigger size. That's trauma because it triggers something in you that makes you feel less than perfect, which you are. You're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. Exactly Mm. where you're at right now. Even if you lose 20 pounds, even if you get that certificate, even if you get that degree, you're perfect now before Mm. all that. Second thing with changing and how does it look? People are afraid of making it and not making it. Mm. People are afraid of having it and not having it, of getting it and not getting it. The problem is that you're looking through the eyes of division Mm. instead of the one eye, which is even if all of this happens, what is true? Mm. you're looking at the what ifs, you're looking at the maybes, you're looking at how are my parents going to receive it? When I started setting boundaries, my mom was the biggest culprit. She was not having it. It's like, ah, anger, right? right? But after a while, she understood where I was coming from, which is mom, sometimes having the pressure to talk to you and have you judge me or tell me this is not good enough that's where my pain is from, because this has been replaying in my life where I don't feel good enough to to ask for that race, or good enough to speak up in my relationship. And when you tell them the reasoning behind it, it does hurt them because they refuse to admit that, wow, I actually hurt my child. Mm. But over time, they start to appreciate that you did that, and they start doing it for themselves. Mm. Because when they don't know different, different feels uncomfortable, different feels scary, different feels, oh, why is my daughter not letting me tell her what to do anymore? Right. I don't like this. I like to control my kids because if I control my kids, I know they're safe. But if you show them, Hey mom, you don't have to control me. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. She's going to say, what else can I release? What else don't I have to be responsible for anymore? maybe I don't have to take care of this grown man. Maybe I don't have to take care of everybody at work and making them lunch. And like, we take on so much, women and men, but as moms, women, the definition of like, being a mom and and the nurture and taking care of everybody that we forget to take care of us. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries only hurts the people it affects, meaning it doesn't really hurt you. What hurts you is the things that they're saying to make you go back to how you used to be, right? They're hurt because they don't get to pull on those strings anymore. And you're like, yes, ma'am. So allow yourself to see the big picture, meaning this two shot pass. Even though today is what, Friday, I told my mom, hey mom, I can't come this weekend and drive you to the store. Mm -hmm. I promise you, your mom has other people she can call on. She can call on a friend or her dad, or she could leave the store for when you have time. But a lot of times we undo our plans, even though you were going to go to the gym today or you were going to get your nails done or you were going to buy this one thing or hell, even if it was just to sleep in till 10. Why why are you choosing someone else's priorities over yours? Because you've been a people pleaser your whole life. So when you set the boundary of mom, today is my day, I can't, you don't even have to give them a reason. Friday, I'm busy, mom. I can take you on Tuesday. Your mom is either going to A, wait until Tuesday, even if she complains about it the entire time, Right. B, get someone else to help her and guilt you because you didn't do it. Or three, just be like, wait a minute, something changed. Either one of those situations will give you a reaction, but why does that affect you? Because you take that on. Mm-hmm. That's about your mom. That's not about you. Mm-hmm. You are saying, Friday is my day. I have plans and things I have to do. And then I'm telling you the option of you have Tuesday if you still want me. Mm-hmm. Their problem is, can I accept things when I don't, I want them now. Maybe right. you're teaching them patience. Maybe you're teaching them to wait. Maybe you're teaching them that you're not always going to be available to them because you have to take care of yourself. And with that, they're going to start setting, setting boundaries in their own environment. So that's layered in the sense of, I wish we had more time to unpack it, yeah. but that's okay. It's okay to have someone angry or happy or, or, you know, either or up or down. Like whether or not your mom gets upset or your friend is upset or your job is upset, who matters more? You or out there?
1: Because yeah. you're
0: not okay. You haven't been okay for a long time, which is why you're setting these boundaries. Trust the process and know that it may take a couple of days, a couple hours, a couple of weeks, but over time things will settle because it's not coming from a place of I don't love you. It's coming from a place of I love me more. And I still love you.
1: Yes. Ah, I love it. I was taking another note because I have to say, (laughs) when you were talking, I think of boundaries is what we're speaking of, right? And Mm -hmm. for me, I learned that the, the lack of boundaries in my personal life flowed into my business. And I realized working with you, like, wow, I literally would change every part of my life for other people. Even people that I even like, like, I wasn't even that cool with them. And I still would like shift mm-hmm. and reprioritize everything for them. And then I get mad and feel bitter because I was like, what the heck? I missed out on X, Y, Z. Right. And they wouldn't and, do it for you. And I wouldn't do it for me. And when you were talking, it made me think about how when I started setting boundaries in my life, in my personal life, it helped me set more boundaries in my business. And I was able to be less exhausted, show up a little bit more, you Know I don't want to use the word lux, but I did become a little bit more of a hot ticket in my business because it was like, oh, Tina's not as available. So let me, let me, I would get like uh-huh. proper higher clients, right? Yeah, something on like
0: that? Yes, yes. We believe the more available we are, the more business we will get. Mm-hmm. Versus the less available you are, the more in demand you are. Because think about it from the client's point of view. Oh, they're open. I can schedule them whenever. Because they're always open. Or, oh my God, the earliest she has available is the 22nd. I'm going to take this spot because she's going to fill up. You're working less by prioritizing your hours, meaning I'm not going to work on a Friday if I can't. Because maybe this Friday, I've been working for three weeks straight and I need it off. So setting boundaries around your business creates more demand, Mm -hmm. creates more money, and affords you the freedom to take care of number one. And you show up better, Because you got that Friday off and now you have the time to be fully present for
1: them. 100%. And that's why I had to to say this because I was like, I've seen that to be true in my life. When it starts in your personal life, it flows into every other aspect. So understanding those boundaries helps you to understand your core values. So it's like a, it's like the snowball effect, the boundary, Mm -hmm. you start to understand your values. And how we were talking about plants, I think of pruning, because I I like to prune my plants. When you cut back, it's like, oh, no, like, there's no leaves.
0: Do you know what I mean? Or the branches. What do I do with all this free time? But when it 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 comes comes back,
1: it flourishes bigger and better and brighter. And it's so beautiful. And so I had to say, because when you were talking, I was like, oh, my God, it's like boundaries are like pruning a tree. When you grow something, you have to cut back. It's like, it sucks. (laughs) It's not cute at the beginning. But the plant understands what to do. Nature knows what to do and and it will follow suit and it'll always be better in the end.
0: Exactly. Imagine the trees growing into a fence. Are you going to replace the fence or are you going to reroute the tree? Mm. What's cheaper to put a rope around the branch so it grows the right way or to just redo the fence all over again? Yeah. You can't, the thing is, your mind will lead you astray, but your heart will not. Tune in to how does this feel? If it feels heavy, meaning sadness, stress, overwhelm, guilt, shame, it's not for you. It feels light, expansive, hope, excitement, joy. Like, you know how much better anyone shows up when they're happy? Let's do this. Let's kill it. I'm ready. Let's pump at the gym, right? Yeah. And when you feel like crap, you're like, oh, I barely got out of bed and I just worked 16 hours and you don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. So it defeats the purpose. I would love, honestly, Tina, to hear your experience of the before and after mm-hmm. of what we worked together to kind of, because I know I know I experienced that and I loved watching every second of it, but I guess for someone who who's where you were at the beginning, mm-hmm. what would you say to them about how, how you can change so quickly when you give yourself the time to do that? Yeah. I think for me,
1: like, well, hey, I'm being interviewed now, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like for me, It really did start with setting boundaries in my life and starting to ask myself what I wanted and finding what that what the core values were for me. Because I know for me, before I started working with you, I was very nervous about raising my prices. I was like paralyzed by that. I was so afraid that if I didn't take a a gig, I wasn't ever going to get hired. Or, you know, I had a lot of fears around that. And so. I was always working. You know what I mean? Like I would never get my nails done. I never did all these things that I saw my friends doing. And I think working with you and understanding that, yes, things happen in your past. And, you know, also understanding that, like you said, the word trauma, it doesn't have to be something extreme. It can be little things, but they have massive effects on us. And, getting centered in my personal life helps me tremendously in my business. And you helped me raise my rates. And I literally, I will never forget y'all. We had one session together and she was like, what's the worst that can happen. Right? Like, just see what's up. I sent the quote and they agreed to this new price. Right. And it was like so much more than what I was used to charging, but you helped me see like, Tina, that's a lot of work that you're doing for this low number I sent the email, I slammed my laptop down because I was terrified. I was like, like having a panic attack. Like she's going to write a review that I'm crazy and expensive and who does this girl think she is? And the email came back so quick, like, okay, great, send me the invoice. And I remember sending you a voice memo. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, you're right. You're right, you know? And yeah. obviously like- I had other people email me and be like, I can't do this right now, but guess what? They came back later Hmm. and it was a beautiful experience, but I had to get past the limiting beliefs that I had of if I'm not, if I'm not meeting people at what, where they are, if I don't come down to whatever level they're going to be at, they're going to hate me. They're never Mm going to book me. You know, I'm never, I'm not going to be that Tina that people are like, she's fun. She's, you know, I was like, ah, they're going to think I'm in it for the money, but I really just love (laughs) photography. And it's like, yes, I do love photography, but a girl's got taxes to pay. Okay. I got, I got, I got to eat, you know?
0: And so (laughs) Yeah, yeah think it's so. beautiful that you like slam the laptop in fear yeah, and then so you scared. opened it back up to see oh my wow this is possible now
1: yeah. before
0: I've never done it now that I've done it I know it's possible and I think it was a 24-hour window from that oh. session to the shift and the shift was honestly even though monetary emotionally you lit up you were like oh wow, I can finally not stress about this. And a lot of times we're living paycheck to paycheck because we're overextending. We're working too, like you, for example, someone that has a salary and you come in every Saturday and you work a ton of overtime and you don't get compensated for that. What is that about? The salary says eight hours and you're doing 60 plus a week. Is it serving you? You're on anxiety medication. You're going to therapy. You're doing all these things. Like at what point do you take care of number one? Meaning, wait a minute, I'm still going to make the same amount of money, whether I work till five or until nine o'clock. When I was married, I was working seven, eight o'clock, come home, cook dinner, take care of a grown man at the time. And it was like on repeat. I'd work every weekend, every holiday. I had no time off. And now if I don't feel like posting, then I don't. And it's okay to need money. I understand money is necessary, but this is where boundaries are important because what are you doing for that money? And are you cheapening yourself? A lot of times you think you deserve money based on your worth. No, no. Money is based on what you bring to the table. How much would you pay somebody to do what you do the way that you do it with the knowledge that you do? Because you're the one that knows how, how long you stayed up at night, how much planning went into it, how much you care about your job. And We cheapen ourselves and it's your mind because anybody else, I am guilty of paying someone Mm $10,000 to give me a quarter of what I give for maybe a third of the price. Right. Mind you, I've grown a lot in my, in my journey and Tina has too, which I think is so beautiful, but it's okay to be afraid to set these boundaries because she was, she was afraid to send that. She slammed the laptop, (laughs) but look at what becomes possible when you know for sure instead of what if I do it what if I don't she said I'm gonna do it and then it shows up and she's like wow now I get to do this I get to do this every single time except now she doesn't slam the laptop she sends it with a smile and then the money rolls in that's the beauty when you recognize you're the only one limiting yourself here
1: yeah and I wanted to say when you said how much are you worth there is no price I'm realizing how can you put a price on what you're, what you're offering? It's impossible, but if you can raise your rates to a place where you know, that you can provide high quality stuff where you show up at your best, you can be there 100% for them. You're not worried about other projects. You know, it's not all over the place. Like before I would worry about, Okay. After the shoot, I gotta go home and edit really quick because I told them this would be done, and you know it'd be all over the place. But now, after I raise my rates, you know, I send an invoice or I send a quote, and sometimes they say I can't right now. Right? Not every time it's gonna be quick, but I now have the confidence that if they say no, that's fine. They are missing out on a lot of great things. But if they say yes, I get so excited and I'm 100% in it because I know. They're going to get a makeup artist. They're going to mm-hmm. get, studio yes. they're going to get an experience on top
0: of bomb photos. And I'm yes. like the hype woman. So it's like, and it's Tina? So who many doesn't? exactly <laughs> who doesn't love Tina. And honestly, for those of you on a paycheck or on an hourly wage, I hear you. However, how easily do you send a hundred dollars to your mom, to your friend, to somebody, and you won't even buy yourself a cup of coffee, right? Or you won't even pay for your own pedicure, or you won't even buy yourself a blanket or something you really, really want that you've been saving for because someone else got sick, somebody needed gas money, let me go drive someone. Mm. Don't take away from you to give to someone else. It's obviously we're entrepreneurs, so we can relate to that. But the truth is, why are you cheapening your worth by giving it to someone else, even when you don't have it? Because a lot of times you're sick, like imagine that You, you have, you've been working for three weeks straight. You're super tired. Can't get out of bed. You're having like flu symptoms. You're so tired. Right. And you will still get out of bed for someone else. Mm. I did that. You did that too. Mm -hmm. But then you find out, wait a minute, I don't have to do this. I can say, Hey, I don't feel good. I'm taking care of me right now. I can be there next week at this time and they either take it or leave it. And however that goes, that does not change the intention behind what you're doing, which is I needed to be okay because I could die being sick or I can take care of me right now. So I can be there for you too. Yeah. It's not selfish. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. We have
1: covered so much, but before we close out, I want you to let the audience know where they can find you. Maybe a little bit more about your service. If they're questioning anything specific, if you have any commonly asked questions, but I would like to give you the floor for that.
0: So take it away. Beautiful. So um, I'm taking one on one clients right now. And I also have a mastermind going on and I'm opening up a group coaching at the beginning of the year. So I have a lot cooking. But with the one on one, that's kind of what Tina did. Uh, You get an hour with me. So the way that it's set up right now, you either work with me for three months or for six months. I don't believe in one session changes your life. I believe things take time. We have to build that discipline. We have to build that muscle. So, um, I can give you my information. My link on Instagram is uh, Journey Through the Darkness, T H R U. Um, and I also have a second project that I'm doing with my best friend. Um, it's called Alinea Flow. So, we're joining yoga, meditation, and coaching. We're combining all of that into a flow that we do weekly, we're doing online and in person. So, if you're local in Florida, Southwest Florida, I would love to see you there. Otherwise follow us on Instagram, follow my journey through the darkness. And I post a lot of freebies just like I'm doing with Tina. I go live and I just talk and you know, there might be something you need to hear. And even if there's not even just absorbing in your environment will start to change your mindset and your reality. And if you feel called to work with me, uh, there's a button there to set up an intro call. So with that, it's kind of seeing if we're a good fit for each other, because I don't just take anybody on, but I also want to make sure that you know, you're getting the best. So you can set up an intro call and it's free of charge, just one hour to kind of talk to each other, see where you're at, what you're hoping to get out of coaching. And hopefully we make some connections. I love
1: it. Y'all, everything that she just mentioned will be in the show notes and the uh, description below. So Go free to click on every link you can do not miss out on this gem. She is literally about to take the whole world by storm. You are, you are at the beginning stages. This is a treat. You heard her first here. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I got so much out of this talk in general. I'm a, I'm ready to go. Like I got, I got more energy going, but thank you so much again. And y'all we'll be in the next episode. I hope that you tune in.